Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we speak with J.M. Ryerson. He's an entrepreneur who has been building companies and leading sales teams for over 16 years. J.M. is also the co-founder and CEO of Let's Go Win, a company dedicated to helping people worldwide live their best lives. He has spent his career focused on enriching others' experiences while continuing to educate himself on best practices in leadership, vulnerability, and teamwork. JM's great passions are helping his team members lead a life of fulfillment and becoming vulnerable and open to what life has in store. His ultimate goal is to give others the tools that will allow them to transcend their self-limiting beliefs. There's nothing more inspiring than watching someone achieve more than they could ever imagine. That is why JM considers it a real privilege to be part of other people's incredible journeys. Let's be part of his journey as we listen in to this episode. So in this episode, we get to speak with JM Ryerson. JM Ryerson. JM. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for giving us the time and coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Janae. Really appreciate it, brother. It's, uh, it's good to be here on a beautiful Friday. Absolutely. It's, uh, it was raining earlier today, but it's, it's nice and sunny out and, you know, kids, kids going out and playing. Uh, absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderful Friday. Uh, and, um, you know, COVID-19 has been crazy for all of us. We're all staying indoors. We're all, you know, staying disconnected. But what's come out of it is, you know, being able to connect on a one-to-one level through podcasting, through Zoom calls. And, you know, you just jump on. You, like, you don't even have to think where somebody would be. You could just FaceTime them because you know they're going to be home. It's so true, man. It's like, obviously, being connected with human beings, is it's, it's essential human need. So I think it's been tough for people not to be able to actually physically, you know, even when you see your buddies, you're like, uh. you know, from a distance, do I give them a hug? Do I give them like knuckles? And so that has been odd. But I will say the, the great thing that's come out of it, like you said, is being able to connect on Zoom. There's a really cool game that my wife has us do with with other couples. And where we're connecting, you know, face-to-face playing like Pictionary or mm-hmm. um, charades type things. And I'm like, we should always be doing this because yeah. even though they're a thousand miles away or whatever the distance is, just like that, we are in the same room playing a game, laughing. And so that's the great that's come out of it for sure. Yes. There's, there's a ton of greats that come out of this situation, which is, the other thing is like the people are paying a lot more attention on their hygiene, right? That's the other great things that's come up because, hey, why not? Um, it's better to be clean than not. So, Jim, JM, you, you've started a bunch of different companies and we connected through, um, I believe it was uh, 
it was Facebook and, you know, we've, we've um, had a conversation before and you're doing some really awesome things. You, you had a book come out earlier this year, uh, here in 2020. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about the book and, you know, what's going on. Yeah, for sure. So this is my fourth company that I've, I've, I guess, launched. And this one is the one I love all of them, like the previous three, and I'm still operating fully in one and in financial services, Mm -hmm. but let's go win. And that's the name of the book. Let's go win keys to living your best life and the company to follow that. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm passionate about. You know, like I said, I try to keep the word hate out of my, out of my mouth. But one thing I hate, brother, I loathe self-limiting beliefs. And that, that's what this company is all about is taking people from fear to freedom because there's so much potential in people. You see it all the time, but whether it's a hardwires that they had put inside of them from early age, right? And our folks didn't mean to do it. They're trying to do mm-hmm. their best, but those were their self-limiting beliefs that they passed down. So this company is all about trying to help people overcome that because I see so much potential in people that they could do amazing things if they yeah. stop telling themselves what they can't do. So that's what the company's all about. I love it. I love helping people. I love talking to people. Like you said, connecting, just mm-hmm. like doing this podcast, man. I get to connect with Janae, you know, one-on-one, and then hopefully other people get uh, help from it or some tips that they can apply. But yeah. I love it. For 45 minutes, it's me and Janae just getting a chance to have a conversation, which is awesome. That's that's absolutely true. And and it's been it's been so revealing just for myself, like, I would go back to listen to some of the episodes that I recorded like last year or the year before that. And I'm like, oh, wow, I was thinking about those things and I'm still thinking about those things. And it's, 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 it's amazing how sometimes we forget what's going on in our heads. And I'm like, wow, just let's go back to that space and, you know, try to live in that moment where you have absolute clarity. I have to write things down for myself. Like I have seven daily reminders ne- next to my goals on my bathroom mirror. And some of those, like th- they'll become habitual eventually. But one of the ones, for example, I used to have one that says your inner dialogue is a jerk. Be kind to yourself because truth be told, man, if you mess up, it's amazing how hard we are on ourselves when it's really not that big a deal. So I had to remind myself for several years, like, hey, don't listen to that. You're, you're doing good. Um, and then it became a habit. But to your point, brother, we got to keep it at the forefront of our mind because, you know, the, the, the bad habits, they can, they can creep in, but so can the good. You just have to be really, really focused on it. You, you're absolutely right. And something that Tony Robbins says, you got to guard your mind. You got to guard your mind in what you're putting in because the more of that stuff you're going to put in, the more of it it's going to come out in your own habits and your own reactions and everything. So the more good we put in, the more people that are good around us, the better we become as a human being. So true, man. And especially, we, you know, you mentioned COVID. Right now, you have to really, I think, be diligent about what you are putting in because, look, if you want negativity, Plenty of the out there. You oh, yeah. just pull up CNN, CNBC, Fox News. I don't care which form you prefer. Lots yeah. of negative stuff out there. So you have to be selective, in my opinion. Don't bury your head in the sand, but yeah. you know, be selective on what you do. And, and what are you feeding your mind, body, and soul with? Is it positive or is it potentially you know, just negative and just really 
brings your whole aura, everything just becomes that. So yeah, you have to, you have to guard it closely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So JM, tell us a version of your story that no one's ever heard of before. So you, you talked about a little bit about, you know, you have three companies, there's a fourth company that you just started. Um, tell us a little ver version, you know, about your journey, you know, how did you get here? What inspired you to first write the book and then, you know, launch the company? Sure. Yeah. Well, what I'll start with what inspired me to, to write the book. And, and I see your little guy right behind you. Uh, I have two boys and nice. 14 and 10. And the idea of the book was to write about lessons and philosophies that I've learned from my parents, grandparents, mentors, uh, authors. My favorite thing in the world to do is read. And so I decided that if I were to be, and it's not just me, my wife and I, she's my teammate in life. And, but if, if we were to be gone tomorrow, I want them to have these lessons available to them. So the gal I was working with said, man, I don't think of you as a selfish person. And I said, I don't think of myself that way either. And she goes, and that got me to the point where I'm like, you're right. Mm -hmm. We need to share these philosophies and these lessons with other people because if they can glean something from it, if it can make their life better, that just fills my bucket. So that was the purpose behind the book. And it's just been anybody that wants to write a book, let me tell you, it's a lot more work than you expect, but it is six months, or at least for me, it was approximately six months of hardcore journaling. The process took way longer than that, but it's six months of really getting to, you know, just dump everything from your mind onto paper and then put it into hopefully a very fun, readable, uh, that people can get a lot of nuggets out of. So I don't know if that's the untold story that no one else has heard, but that's definitely the inspiration. And so what really fills my book at Janaid is when people read it and they're like, hey, man, I, I read this on this chapter. That just spoke to me. I needed to hear that right now. That's awesome. That, that's, that just that makes me feel so good that I can provide that inspiration to someone else out there. No, you know, that's, that you, you said it very eloquently there. Being able to share your story, share your journey, and share your passion through any form of media, you know, be it a book, be it a, a, a video that you created on YouTube, be it a, you know, a podcast episode, you're sharing your heart story, right? When you share your heart story and then you hear, you, 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 people hear it, they can connect with that story because people want to see how vulnerable you are. And then that's where we connect because when we put up our walls, well, anybody can do that. It's so easy. And then you, you shy away, you know, you, you're not shy away, but you don't have, you don't build that connection. But as soon as you open up, you know, you, you open up your heart, you start with the story with your heart and then, then you share the mind, you know, the, the knowledge and everything. And everybody's recipient of that easily. Take it in so easily. Yeah, so literally not to, sorry, but chapter one is on vulnerability because it's the most profound thing I learned. Mm -hmm. Look, I was raised that boys don't cry. That's how, what I was taught. I don't believe that to be the case, right? And I don't think my parents were doing it for, they were protecting, right? Like you're trying to make sure their son is strong and, and, but, but that's a facade to a degree. To me, 
if you feel that and you, you share that with the world, like you said, being able to be that vulnerable, that's true strength, brother. So yeah. like you said, whatever platform like you do, when you put yourself out there and, and you're pouring yourself into whatever it is, that's awesome, man, because that's what everybody's looking for. Absolutely. And, and, and I found the more vulnerable, the more open I am about what I'm going through or what I'm sharing and what I'm trying to work towards the more receptive the audience is because they're like, this guy, he's genuine, he's authentic. And, you know, he's not trying to play any games. He's just sharing what he's feeling. And I'm sure you've done that with the book as well. And that's what you've been doing with the past many companies that you're running, right? Certainly, I would say the latter three. So my first company, I wasn't that way, man. I, I was, I put on the suit and tie and I dressed a certain way I thought I was supposed to look because again, it was financial services. I you know, worked 60 to 80 to more hours a week and all to the detriment of you know, personal relationships to almost ruin my, mayor, my marriage at one point. And what I figured out is, look, you can be you. In fact, it's way more powerful. You don't have to look a certain way just because this is what it's told. I'm from Montana, man. I'm a laid back guy. And that's just, I, so that's how I've been since that point. Now, look, it worked. The company grew and we did a lot of amazing things. Mm -hmm. But the problem was it was at the detriment of everything else personally. So I just made a commitment never to do that again. And it's amazing how much better it works when you're totally vulnerable. That is, that is amazing. Um, and what's funny is that I've been learning that slowly. Like it's been, it's taken me two years to get to this point, to be comfortable with who I am. And it's conversations like these, but then because of the COVID, there's a group that I'm part of, Unconventional Leaders. And oh my God, we, we have been doing these coffee chats every single day where there's 10 to 15 people jumping in and sharing their stories and sharing their vulnerabilities. And I was, I was sharing today and talking and somebody told me, you know, they've seen my growth over the past few weeks that I've been showing up and I'm, I'm leading these conversations. And I'm like, you know, thank you so much. Cause a lot of the times, just like you mentioned, you, you ourself, you know, we automatically say you're not doing good enough, but then others see, the change, the, mod, the transformation that you've gone through. So it takes, it takes some time, I think, for, you, for yourself to acknowledge what's happening. I agree with that, man. I love that you're doing that with that mastermind group or you know, whatever group you're a part of. So let me ask you, just because you said over the last couple of years, vulnerability, you probably weren't raised that way, would mm -hmm. be my guess, right? You know, whether it's a culturally or it's just within your family, that wasn't necessarily that generation that, that believed in that. So is that kind of what you're overcoming yourself is breaking some of those barriers that maybe you were taught from your parents? Absolutely. And, and a lot of the time, it's not that it, it was taught. It's that it wasn't like, I think compassion was not, there was compassion. There was, you know, there's two types of love, like something that, something that you tell somebody, I love you. And then you, you show it then there's the type of love that you don't really, it's like unspoken love, but then there is love and then there's the tough love. So there's a combination of those things that I think grew up with. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. And, you know, not being able to 
express myself emotionally or express my feelings with words. Sure, I can cry, I can, you know, do all of that, but then expressing it with words and having a resolve, right? So those are still things that I struggle with. Those, those, those are still things that I'm going, you know, working on to be better. So yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm oldest of seven siblings and we're not 100% close. You know, we're not talking to each other every single hour of the day. We, you know, I, I probably talk to them every once a week or twice a week or whatever, you know, text message here and there. But there's no, there's, I don't see that type of connection that you build with a best friend with my siblings. Well, and again, coming from a background where maybe that's the, so my wife is uh, half Chinese, half Thai. Well, the mm -hmm. Chinese culture, they don't show love and affection, bro. They're, they're not throwing out hugs, right? In fact, mm -hmm. I think I've finally broken down my in-laws after about 15 years where <laughs> they finally are comfortable at least hugging me. Still yeah. not with my wife. That's what's so interesting. Oh, wow. And, and so her hardwires coming into our marriage where she didn't grow up that way. My love language is hugging, man. I'm a touch. I'm, I'm all about, that's how I show love to people. Yes. And so it's funny how much of a, you know, we have to be open in our communication about that to say, look, I, this is how I'm showing you love where her love language is gift giving. Mm -hmm. And in that culture, that makes a lot of sense. So it's, it's interesting how far back, because you're talking if she's, well, I want, I'm 42. So however old she may be, yeah. you know, you're talking years and years of that stuff that was built up that you're breaking those walls down. So anyway. Wow. That's, that's really powerful. Cause, cause there's, yeah, I don't even know where to, yeah, this is a subject that. we could go on for because everybody's got it, right? Everybody's Did you know that 80% of our hardwires are put into us before the age of five? Yes. So, yeah. So before we even have a long-term yeah. memory, things we are going to operate for the rest of our life based on something that we didn't have a decision in, right? So, and I'm yeah. not saying, look, the generations, it, it was different for our folks growing up, right? And so... Some of their stuff that they put into us wasn't necessarily ready for this new world. Exactly. And, and so anyway, that's, that's some of the stuff we're overcoming as human yeah. beings. Yeah, exactly. Um, thank you for that, man. That was, that was really powerful. So as you're launching, as you're launching, as you have launched this new business and you've got the amazing book and talking about, you know, how to, how to overcome yourself you know abilities or or your what's that word you used self-limiting beliefs self-limiting beliefs right overcome overcoming these self-limiting beliefs and what has the um what has the reaction been and you know how is that also motivates you on a daily basis on what you what you keep going yeah. So, I mean, the reaction has been amazing uh, when people read it. Uh, I just continue to try and get it out to more people in the world. Yeah. You know, one of the challenges or what you can get caught up in is, and especially I'm not a big social media person. My, my wife is, but mm -hmm. I'm not. And so I see people get all caught up on how many followers you have and how are you growing it? And, and I see how people could get into that. But for me, that's not the purpose. Yeah. Look, if I help one human being today, and it, I, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. 
if I help one person and, and it literally changed something awful in their life, that that's, that's what I'm looking for because yeah. I, you know, when I'm in a time of need, I, I hope somebody's there to, to lend that hand or uh, to be there and whatever platform it is. So that's what pushes me, brother. And I love doing this. It's just, it's not work to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I could do this all day long, meeting amazing people, hearing their story and anything I can do to lend them a help to get to a better place, a bigger place to achieve their dreams. Who could, who could not love doing that? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really, that's really deep because, you know, uh, um, I read a book and uh, it was about authority. It's about writing a book, right? So the idea behind writing a book is that you just kind of help one person and write the book from that one person's perspective or that you're helping that one person and that's it. But what happened, what, what ends up happening the entire world is what they're trying to do is like, well, I want to reach everybody. I want to do ev- all of this thing for everybody, right? So, and it doesn't come off as you're helping anyone. It's like you're trying to please way too many people. Like that story where their father and son were walking, you know, they were, they're basically walking down uh, with the donkey and they're, they're trying to sell the donkey and they're, they're walking next to it. And then everyone's like, what the heck are they doing? Why, why, why aren't they utilizing this donkey and sitting on it? So they both sit on it. And then now the people are like, oh my God, these guys are ruthless. They're both sitting on this donkey. And then now the father is walking and the son is sitting. And then they're like, oh my God, what kind of son is this? He's rude to his dad and not letting him sit. Right. So no matter what you do, you cannot please everybody. It's impossible. You should never try, right? There's no possible way to please everyone because we're all so different. Yes. But if you are giving 100% of you, to whatever you're doing and you're bringing positivity and value to this world, it's okay if not everybody likes you. That That's, I mean, guess what? Welcome to life. Just like you yes. said, that's a funny story. I, I have not heard that, but it's, oh, really? it's so true. It's like, this side's like, why aren't they writing it? This side, now they're both writing it and there's people in the middle saying one should write, one shouldn't. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. Whatever you think is right, bring value to the world. And, uh, people, those people will follow you. The ones that, and that's okay. Not everybody's going to love what you do. And that's cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think somebody mentioned that it's okay to piss people off because then you know that you're doing something right, something worth fighting for, whereas people are going to have two different opinions. You got to have two different opinions because if you don't, then it's, you're trying to please everybody. Well, and we see it a lot right now. And again, yeah. going back to COVID, you see, and I watch this all the time, man. It's crazy because you'll have people on total two separate sides. This, And I don't care which side you sit on. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But respect their opinion, right? It doesn't mean I've never changed one human being's belief, true belief. I've never yeah. done it. Nothing I'm going to say. They can make the decision to change a belief. Absolutely. But I, it's so funny when people get so passionate and they're name calling or you're this or it's like, no, just state your opinion if it's important to you and then respect theirs back just like you'd want them to do to you. I mean, it's really pretty basic. Exactly. So, I love it. That's, that's really awesome. And, and you're right. You know, there's the only thing that we can do 
that that is in, within our power is to tell the story is to tell the or is to preach right what they do with that knowledge is up to them and even even Allah you know he says in the Quran um, even the prophet you know that all you can do is do your best and teach and it is up to them it, it's their it's now their business between them and God on what they do with that knowledge right that's it all right we, we talked about a lot about helping each other helping our uh, our fellow man in the way that we believe and and you have the passion you know you wrote an amazing book book on let's go win and overcoming the self-limiting beliefs in our bodies in ourselves in our minds because you know it all comes down to what you believe is what you will get either you know like yoda says you can or you can't or there is no try you do or you don't there is no try right i think it's henry ford if you think you can't you're right if you think you can you're right exactly <laughs> it's like it's it's pretty simple actually you know mm -hmm. if you think you can't you are so right but if mm -hmm. you think you can you're right as well exactly yep all right so we've had some cool conversation at this point of the uh the episode we have some quick shot questions that i like to ask all right what is one hobby that you wish you got into that i wish i got into uh i wish i and i guess i i'm going to mm -hmm. start playing guitar nice. i love to sing it's one of my favorite things to do once i stopped being an athlete in college i actually ended up you know singing but i can't play guitar or play piano and it you know, acapella is cool and all, but yeah. it's tough. So <laughs> I, that is the one hobby I wish I I really gotten into earlier in life. Yeah, I I tried playing the guitar, and I I kept thinking maybe I need a right-handed guitar because because you know, it's it's odd. I'll tell you what that you want to talk about helping your brain with synapses and connecting. Yeah, it helps. So you you actually just inspired me to pick the guitar back up and really go because nice. It, I mean, you can take that anywhere around the world and people, music, everybody bonds to. There's not, yes. I don't know anybody that hates music. So anyway. Yes, absolutely. Talking about music and talking about how everybody loves the music. Uh, there's this one kid, he plays the Office theme song on three different instruments. So he plays it on the piano, he plays it on the, on the guitar a bunch of different times. But then he did 10 different renditions, like a reggae style, like a rock style. And I was like, holy smokes, that's amazing. And then um, uh, our good friend, what am I, I'm, I'm missing his name, but he, he's got the, the, the So Good News, the SGN News that he's been producing. Um, this was Jim from The Office, so he's been doing this. Um, I can't, I'm missing his name right now, unfortunately. I haven't seen the John Krasinski, the actor. John, yes, yeah. John Krasinski has been doing that, and and it's so cool. Like, there's a ton of good happening in the world, even though the news is blasting all that's bad. It's all what you choose to to see. You know, if you so, see the negative, there's plenty of it out there. But if mm -hmm. you choose to open your eyes to the positive, it's there too. So I, I love that. 
And what a great show, man. Sorry. Yeah. I, I could tangent on the office for several <laughs> hours. I love that show. It's so good. Nice. I love it. All right. So next question, what did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be an NBA superstar. In fact, up till my third knee surgery in college, you, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to make it there. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I ever wanted to be anything other than that, actually. And what's funny is it was not my best sport growing up. Swimming was, mm -hmm. but I'm such a team guy. I love collaboration. Yeah. Swimming was just never, I mean, it's just because you're good at something doesn't mean you enjoy it. And I just, there's something about, so to answer your question, NBA basketball player, that, that was my dream. <laughs> nice. I like it. And, um, you know, we had some, like, right now we don't have any active basketball games happening. And uh, apparently, I haven't seen this yet, but there's the last dance with Michael Jordan. And tell you what, when, when I moved to the States, the Bulls were, the, were, were my team because, I, you know, m m um, my cousins, they, they used to watch basketball religiously. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to be watching basketball a lot. And then, you know, seeing Michael Jordan play and then Kobe and, and Shaq for the Bulls and the Lakers. Oh, my God. Those were some of the best years. Not a bad way to be introduced to basketball, brother. You got yeah. to see the best, in my opinion, ever. And maybe someday somebody will surpass it. I know people yeah. like to say LeBron is, but I don't know, man. You watch The Last Dance. You, you got to watch it. It's, yeah. it's riveting. It's so good. But uh, that's not a bad way to be introduced to basketball. That could, that could hook a guy real quick. Nice. All right. Well, well I'll check it out for sure. <clears throat> Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Well, my favorite TV show ever is The Sopranos, just because mm -hmm. I think it is so well written. I know that's like my, I compare everything to that. And so during this COVID, I don't watch a lot of TV, but yeah. my wife was really wanted to go through Game of Thrones. So we're just getting through like the sixth season and it's good. Mm -hmm. but it's not hitting for me. And I, I know this yeah. will irritate some people, but to me, the Sopranos is just, you can't beat that movie. I think it's amazing. That's, that's a really good point because I think there's a lot more emotion in Sopranos than there is in the game of Thrones. Sure. There's a ton of stuff happening, but the emotion wise, it's, I dare say it. It's, feels like it's overplayed i mean the cinematography is off the hook there's no question about that yeah but it's it's a totally different level of emotional connection i agree with you man we talked about it earlier because there's so much going on in game of thrones you get to know the characters but not like you did tony soprano it's yeah. like in his family and what they were going through you feel like obviously they're not part of your family, but yeah. you got to know them. So, and when Gandolfini passed away, I was like, Oh my gosh, I never met the man, but yeah. he was a huge part of I, I just amazing. That show mm -hmm. to me, it's a litmus test for every other TV shows. <laughs> if can they get to that level, which is yeah. pretty high bar. Yeah. Nice. I like it. All right. Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? 
Wow. That's a great question. So, man, that is a great question. I would have to go with, uh, look at like, remember the Titans um, when they did that, the, the two football coaches? Yeah. Denzel and uh, I'm going to fail on his name. So the other coach, I, I just, so again, the team, the bonding, the way that they coach, it brought back so many amazing memories of growing up doing that. I think that would be my, you know, I know most people probably say Marvel or sports (laughs) heroes or superheroes. Mine goes right back to, I guess, getting my butt kicked, you know, two a days, three a days. When I watched that movie, I was like, yeah, that yeah. that was that was high school football. So that would be what I'd choose to play. It's that connection, right, in your mind. It's like it is, man. It's like I, you don't go back and think about the wins or losses, or at least I don't. No, I think about the teammates and the road trips we had, and all the camaraderie thrown up in the trash can next to your buddy. I mean, it's uh, sorry to be, but that's. Those that's the good stuff. Yeah. That's what I try and tell my kids when they're playing. I'm like, guys, hold on to this. Just it's and I think that's again, that's what's been hard through COVID as Mm -hmm. we can't do that together the way we used to. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. It's 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 crazy. All right. So right into that Marvel, who is your favorite superhero? Or somebody suggested, how about asking a superhero power? Wow. Um, so I have a funny picture of me that was Thor and I don't know, I don't look like Thor, trust me, but, uh, so I guess I'd say that's my favorite superhero. Uh Although I don't, you know, I watch more Batman than anything and I don't, you know, like the dark Knight is such a good one and Mm. the, the dark Knight rises and I, those were always really good. So, yeah, but as a, Man, I've always wanted to fly. So if there was a superhero power, I would want to fly. I just, there's something about that. I want to have a helicopter someday. And <laughs> my wife's, no, you're not getting that. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm hearing some amazing things that they're doing with cars and how soon we're going to be in drones. That mm-hmm. Helicopters are going to be a thing that are of the past. There's yes. new moving machines. So anyway, Absolutely. I think it'd be flying. Flying. <laughs> Yeah, Thor flies too. So you yeah, know, that's you got true. That. That's probably why I like him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Last question in this uh, fun get to know J.M. Ryerson. If you were a board game, what would it be? I feel like the answer would have to be Monopoly because my mm. son makes me play it so much. <laughs> But, you know, actually, I, I the game I really look back on that I love is life. I just think when you get to take the separate paths and yes. you make these decisions, it's cool to say, look, you know, I made a lot of great decisions. I made some real poor ones, too. And ultimately, in that game, you end up coming out, you know, everybody comes out pretty much at the end, some mm-hmm. a little more wealthy, but yeah, you know, all the bumps and bruises along the way, I wouldn't change any of that. So. My my son would want me to say Monopoly, but I'm going to go with life. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, um, it's so true about life, how we go through so many different phases and different things that either we could have done them better 
but you still learn a lesson from it. And those failures are so important because we would not have grown through those failures if we didn't even face them. So, I mean, that's the whole key, right? Go out and fail, fail forward. I I always say it's like, I know I'm succeeding in doing good things when I'm just getting my tail kicked and I'm failing one after another. And I mean, it, Think of it, I, I love that you just said that, because if think of a board game. If you were able to beat a board game every single time, mm-hmm. you get bored and stop playing. It's no more fun. It's not fun. Everybody likes to get challenged. Learning mm-hmm. new things is so much fun. So I love that you said that, man. It is, that is literally my mantra, you know, growth mindset, it, yeah. to throw a book out there. But Mindset by Carol Dweck, if people haven't read it, please do, because mm-hmm. That's how I think of it, man. Absolutely. Go fail. Yeah. That means you're, you're learning. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, J.M. Ryerson. Uh, where can my audience find you? Yeah, man, they can go to www.letsgowin.com. Uh, let's go win on Facebook. Uh, and let's go win 365 on Instagram. And if they're interested in the book, Let's Go Win, Keys to Living Your Best Life, check it out on Amazon. Fantastic. I'll be sure to drop in the links in the show notes so they can get in touch with you. They can get the book and see what Let's Go Win is all about. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you so much, Janae, for having me. It was a pleasure. I had a great time and uh, hopefully your audience did as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jam Ryerson. This was an amazing conversation. We learn about you. We learn about your amazing hobbies and your favorites and you know those those things are what i would i would like to say they they help shape who you are because when you have that emotional connection with the tv show or with the game or or sports and and you know instruments and whatnot it it lightens up our right side of our brain because all day long we we're going to be analytical all day long we're going to be working on the left Start our, our brain, and then when we let the floodgates open to that right side, it opens up both connections and builds you up in in ways that we just cannot imagine. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. My pleasure, brother. It was a lot of fun. All right, have a great one. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.